Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Time Light Meant How Poetry Found Me podcast. It is an honor for me to be with you tonight. We are in season six. That's right, season six, ladies and gentlemen. And I must say that trying to share what I've learned or try to express to you the level of writing that one can do to clear their mind is to is a treat, you know, because a lot of times when we talk about things, we never talk about how one can clear his or her mind through writing. And the main thing about this podcast, this is what it's about, you know, besides trying to add the tools to make you successful, I just want you to get into the habit of trying to write something every day that will bring your mind to clarity every moment that you live. And just try to understand that every moment that you live is different from the history that you have in your memory. And a lot of times we go back and think about those things that used to be rather than just trying to focus on the thing that's going on currently. I want to take the time before we go, before we delve deep into the podcast tonight, I just want to talk to you about the accomplishment that I applaud myself for being a part of Spotify. And the reason I'm excited about that because I didn't know I was on another platform where you all could take the time out to listen to what I have to say. And then listen to what I have to say, I guess people in other places see what I say and and hopefully it has some sound advice and they continue to listen to the podcast. But beyond that, just to be accepted on Spotify is really cool. And I thank them for that. And I just want you to know also that I've been writing poetry for over two decades. And I have finished up my last series. And I think that once you read that, you can see the evolution of me just trying to get my mind to express itself clear enough so that I could have the clarity that I needed to move on. I think it's a tremendous accomplishment for me. I think that when you sit down and read it, you'll be able to see the level of intensity that I tried to bring into my awareness so that I can overcome some things, accept some things, and then just try to move on. Thank you for allowing me to open with that. But today I want to talk about finding quiet time. That's right, finding quiet time. A quiet time simply means, the way I'm trying to describe it in the podcast, is you being in a state of mind where you don't have to turn the television on, you don't have to be on your computer, you don't have to be on the phone, and you don't have to read books or articles. I'm talking about the time that you can spend with yourself to allow your mind to run free with the thoughts it has. For you to see the imagery in your mind of the things that your mind is telling you. And people, we generally don't do that. When our mind becomes overstimulated, we have a tendency to want to escape it or exert energy to try to eradicate it rather than just sitting there and letting those thoughts fly through your memory. I remember watching the documentary series of the Buddha on Netflix. 
And as he got older, his mind began to trouble him because he had seen so many things around Siddharth Gautama. He had seen so much around him that, you know, he really couldn't find the quiet time that he needed when he would sit up. Said Arthur, but every time he managed to, in the docuseries, sit down, he managed to have some kind of peace that lasted for a little bit, but then it just got interrupted by life. And every morning that we get up and we walk out into this world, we are confronted with the exact same things. We want to harness the energy that we have so we can put it forth in power, but sometimes it gets so scattered, we don't know how to, you know, bring it into focus, into one pointiness and to make it work. I know for me growing up, but I thought it was just normal that your mind would have a million thoughts going through it at one time, that it was only the human aspect of you just trying to deal with the world at large, and that ideas would come to you as a child and as a young teenager, and you would act upon those impulses to try to make whatever it is you felt that you were working on become a reality. And then as I matured and got older and I became in the same state that I saw my elders when I was growing up, I began to see the value in having a peaceful state. Even when you're young, you can have a peaceful state, but that will be, that is going to require you being able to sit down and allow your thoughts to run through your head. And if you feel like you want to write them down, you have a pencil and a pad there and you jot down those ideas. And I think when you do that, you begin to see that there's more to life than everything that's external. And when you see things externally, all you're trying to do is just grab a hold to something that you think is real and have it to give you a peace of mind, only to know that in time it'll slip through your hands. And I think when you're trying to find quiet time, you're just basically trying to uncover what is actually going on with you internally. And human beings, that that's the one thing we fear that we want to escape from. We don't want to know what's going on internally with us. Now, we get ailments or we feel like we're getting sick or something. Yeah, we want to take care of that because that's the physical part of the body saying, I'm not feeling well, you need to help me. But what about our mental state? When you have thoughts that are going to your, through your mind that don't show the best light of you, you want to try to suppress those. But you should be able to see them clearly so that they can be eradicated from your mind and you can understand that you are far greater than the thoughts that are, that are occurring to you. And I'll give you an example of this. When I lived in Atlanta, Georgia, I was standing outside by my car and I remember seeing the trees, the sky, and the sun. It was a beautiful day. And the wind, and my mind was like really, really focused on really being quiet at the time. But it felt like when the wind blew on me, at this particular time, it felt like it went through me. And that's one, that's one moment in my life where I felt like I had become a part of the universe, but I didn't know that that's what it was at the time. But I just felt that that was a really good feeling to feel the wind on me, but to actually have in my mind that it went through me and that I was somehow joining to the greatness and the vastness of the, of the universe. And I don't know why I'm telling you this now, but I think that the development of that helped calm my mind down a little bit more because it was so agitated about me trying to be a provider for my mom 
me trying to be a good example for my sisters, trying to be a good example for my brothers, and then just trying to show my community at large what happens when you get out and you chase a dream. And now I must admit that at that moment, when it felt like the wind went through me, I felt that there was a moment of peace. And then all of a sudden, what erupted after that was like a million thoughts going a million miles a minute. And I was back to trying to chase dreams and goals and aspirations. And I think that most of the time when we do this, we get distracted from what's the greater perspective of living. I didn't think that doing this would bring those kind of questions to me when I was just still searching for a way to be a provider for my mom and be a good example for my family. But what I did learn along the way is that every now and then, you need to find a quiet place to allow your mind to find a way for you to find some happiness or some peace. And I don't know if we ever really think about it, that do we really want a calm mind? Or are we excited with our minds being agitated the way that they are? And for the most part, we seem to think that it brings out a higher level of thinking, intelligence, and awareness by having so many issues that they look unsolvable. But as I begin to read more, I begin to see that calmness and a quiet mind can help you actually come up with brilliant ideas. And like I said, when I was watching the docuseries on on the Buddha, when he got a little older and his thoughts just could not be contained anymore that they was causing him so much pain, he sought to remedy that. You know, he found out that his father had tried to hide him from the miseries of life and that caused him pain. And then there was wars he couldn't stop and then that caused him pain. He loved his wife and his child, but he realized that everybody's just living in a world of pain and he really didn't want that. It, it, it seemed to have taken so much out of him that he really needed an escape. He really needed to go out on a journey and find out, can he eliminate all of the angst and the fears and anxieties that comes along with being a human being. And one night he just slipped away from the mansion, went on a walk, and in the docu-series you see where he crosses the river. And he now here's what I find interesting about this, and maybe you guys can relate. Whenever you're in an environment that is causing your mind to run a thousand miles a minute, and it seems like you can't get any rest, you seek solace from that. You want to try to get away from that because all of that is not allowing you to see clearly. And you always hear people say, you know, people talking in both in my ears and I can't really get a chance to talk. So what do I do? I walk away. They're walking away from the noise so that they can hear themselves think so they can come back to the table with a, a different perspective. And when Siddharth was walking away, and when I saw the docuseries, when I saw him walking away from his family and the troubles of the world, you can actually see that in that moment in the docuseries where his mind is actually calming down, that he's not so involved in those activities 
that it distracts him from looking internally. And sometimes the things that we do, they're distractions from having to deal with what is literally in our minds to help us find some peace in the situations that we were dealing in. Once he crossed that river, he then began to transform. He no longer held the title of being a prince. He no longer really tried to hold on to his name. He was a seeker of knowledge, a seeker of wisdom, a seeker of trying to eliminate all these desires. And normally when you try to do that, you do it on your own, but normally you need someone to teach you when you don't know. Now, Siddhartha did not know he was was he was ordained to be Buddha. He was just trying to find a way to get his mind away from all of the miseries that come along with human existence. And he had his first teacher. And his first teacher tried to explain to him what it takes to have a calm mind. And in one of the episodes, he goes out and meditate under a tree. And under this tree, every thought that he had in the past was coming in to his memory bank now that he was trying to seek solid everything that he had ever experienced came rushing back at him it, it rushed back at him so strong that it broke his meditation and he felt like he did not accomplish anything because his mind wasn't quiet where by the bank of the river he saw his guru there and he went to his guru and he tried to explain what was going on and his guru told him to look up at the sky He said that when you look up at the sky, you're going to see clouds, but you got to know that these clouds would pass. And then there was a flock of birds. He said that when your mind becomes still, it'll become one pointiness like these birds. And then when it really becomes clear, it'll be clear like the sky. He gave him metaphors to let him understand that this is going to be the natural progression of your mind. And this is the same thing that you got to understand, too. Your mind is the same way. It could be asking you to take a moment to absorb all of the thoughts that are going through your mind so that they can be um, dealt with and not reoccur. And then your mind can calm down for bigger and better things. He went back to meditation. And when he went back to meditation, he he began to see the clarity that was coming to him. It began to elevate his mind to a higher level. It began to get where his mind was really seeking that calmness and he could sit down for hours on end and allow his mind to run free to set in motion what he was ordained to become. When you are trying to find quiet time or I were trying to find quiet time, it's almost similar to that. But sometimes we might be trying to solve problems of success or we might be trying to solve problems of our relationships or we might be trying to solve problems of our financial deficits. At any rate, you're still trying to calm your mind down so that you can see clearly on how to solve issues in your life. And sitting in silence would do that sometimes. You might have an epiphany in there that you may not have had just being around a whole bunch of people with ideas. Now, brainstorming is good, but sometimes quiet storming is even better because You want your mind to be at ease when you begin to come up with things that can help solve whatever situation you may find in your life. And I think that even even with me, when I began to write, my mind was in turmoil. It was in 
complete utter turmoil so much so that I could not even deal with that but I knew there had to be something that could help me deal with that and it wasn't that nobody else could help me it wasn't that I just felt that nobody could deal with what I felt that I was dealing with at the present time you're going to be the same way and you got to understand that in order for you to overcome that you're going to have to allow your mind to have that space where it can breathe in between all those thoughts and you want to try to get a space that's wide enough so that the thought are not coming on you are not coming at you so rapidly back to back to back to back that you can't get the calmness that you need you need the thought to come and then you need a space in between and then the next thought to come then you need a wider space for the next one you need them so wide that they don't rush in to make you frustrated anymore and when i was writing i was the exact same way you know they were flooding in and as they were flooding in i had to write them out so that they wouldn't stay in my mind and this is what you're trying to do you're trying to get your mind to a state to where these things don't bother you as much as they used to that you're developing a space within the thoughts to kind of calm you down so that they're not rapid fire and you can deal with what lies ahead of you or what's going on at the present moment when when buddha was he had got to a point with his first teacher that when he went to him in the docu series the teacher wanted him to take over the ashram but Siddhartha was like no I don't want to do that I I'm not where I need to be I still need to go even further so that I could learn more he asked him did you have someone else in mind and see that's the thing about when someone is trying to teach you something sometimes we don't admit that we don't know and we can't take you to the next level because we've gone as far as we can go and when your thoughts begin to be locked in on a teacher then you're not able to evolve to the next level then you don't know what someone else is willing to teach you when you're finding that quiet space you got to realize that there are things that other people can show you to help make that situation that you're transitioning to even better to have your mind to understand that you need to go to another level that this level has already been peaked you have to go farther into the unknown so he goes to the next teacher and when he gets to this teacher he wanted this teacher to accept him so much so that he sat outside the cave and then he went in and he sat in the cave with him and then they went on a spiritual journey where this teacher was was trying to teach him as well and this teacher him took it took him to a certain level also and then this teacher said that this is as far as I can go I can't take you any farther and in his searching he kept going to people and going to places and practicing severe austerity and sacrificing, you know, not eating as much and not drinking a lot of water, just trying to find a way to break past all the pain that he had been feeling throughout his life. And then it came to a point to where he had to go off on his own. Now, this is very important for anybody that needs to understand anything about success on any level. And while he was alone, he had a whole lot of time to look internally, to find out what is the root cause of all the pain that he was having and, and is there anything similar to break that for all human beings. But before he could be really alone, there was like some of his 
fellow people who wanted to learn about austerity and to find enlightenment, they were with him, but they got upset with him when he said that, you know, this severe austerity doesn't work. If you die, it makes no sense for you, you know, to try to seek enlightenment because what would it matter if you're not here? So he began to eat food so that he can find that balance between meditation and focusing on the mind and not have to be starving while you're doing it. And they left him. And sometimes that's going to happen too. You can have a thousand people around you. But when you start seeking higher grounds or thinking on different levels and you want to try to bring your dreams into reality, some people might abandon you. And when they walked away from him, he was like, okay, well, that's okay. He said that I am going to find enlightenment even if I have to die to do it. He was so focused on trying to overcome the pain of living in this world that he said that I'm going to either achieve enlightenment or I'm going to die. Now, you got to really think about, put that in perspective. Even when it comes to your goals and your dreams and the things that you're trying to achieve in the moments that may break you. And you got to make sure that you can push past them because the goal is so one so one pointed that there's nothing that's going to stop you from climbing to the top of the pyramid to reach that point. And he sat under the Bodhi tree and as he sat under the Bodhi tree it all began to make sense. And he had broken through everything that he had experienced to become one of the most enlightened men in the world. You have to become an enlightened being too. And so do I. We may not reach the level that Lord Buddha has reached or there's a lot of wise men and women, but we have to reach our level. And you only reach a level when your mind is calm. He didn't have a lot of people around him to calm his mind. He was to himself. And for you to do that, you have to make sure that you're to yourself. So you have to find a way to challenge yourself, even if it once a week, to turn the TV off, to not read a book, to have your phone on mute and not to communicate with anybody but yourself and allow your mind some time to breathe and to run free and to purge all of the things that are going through your mind so that you can have space for the present moment in time. And I remember that when I was writing, my mind, I guess I can say I was in a heightened sense of awareness because my mind was to respond to everything that I was writing. I think the universe had given me permission to purge what I was feeling. And I just want to say over the years, by me being able to do that, I was able to get back to myself. And I began to see that this life is transitory, is impermanent, and nothing lasts forever. In whatever moments you have with the people you love, or even when there's people that disagree with you, you must understand that you're not going to be bound on this planet forever. That every human being has to reach an enlightened state to just understand how the world functions around him or her. But know for sure that you have to take full advantage of this life. And what's at the end of this journey, nobody knows. 
because we don't know where we come from and we don't know where we're going, but we know where we are now. And the main thing about the thrust of life is you have to calm your mind. It's something that I work on. It's something that I still work on. It's something that I think is a natural part of who we are. Now, that does not negate anything about you having fun or you trying to get out and explore your life in terms of the fullness that it has. I mean, even with Sid Arthur, he has so much enjoyment through his life that, you know, he didn't experience any pain. He didn't experience, he didn't want for anything. Anything that he needed was around him. But he did get to a point to where all of that didn't matter. What mattered was him trying to find the greatest aim for this vessel to exist in this world that is filled with desires all the time. And when you do that, then you're making a way for space in your mind. And that's what you're always trying to do when you're a baby. You have space. You have a lot of space in your mind, right? But when you get older, people start throwing ideas up in there and they be throwing ideas be coming from you from everywhere. And then you internalize them. And then you combine them with what you're clashing with in your mind. The next thing you know, it's chaos for you. And if you don't have no calmness in that chaos, then it's chaos for everybody. Like even with Jesus, when he was in the boat and the boat was rocking and the, and the disciples were with him saying, Master, we, you know, we're going to die. The storm is coming. He said, like, yo, don't you, don't you have any peace? No, Jesus was like chilling on the boat in peace. He wasn't disturbed by the storm. But I think in, the, in the, there's one verse where he got said, like, peace be still and everything calm down. And the disciple was like, whoa. But if they would have just watched him and realized that, you know, he meditated a lot that he was on a vibrating on a high level and therefore these things outside of it didn't trouble him. Well, we have to be the same way. We have to be able to take all of this and before we can even get to the level of these wise men, we got to first be able to conquer the things that are in front of us in terms of our desires and want to accumulate so much and our desire to want to, you know, say that everything that we have is the best. And none of it you can really keep. You can enjoy it, but it's like if you go buy a new car and you, when you first get in the car, you in love with the car. You, the car is your world. It's like, yo, I got what I dream. But three years from now, that desire has faded. You no longer want to take care of the car, maintain the car because you got it and you achieved it. And what happens? Your mind just went flat. It desires something else. And what we're trying to do is just stay on that level of creativity all the time. And we're trying to find a way to keep manifesting high vibrations in our world. And there's like 7.8 billion people on the planet. And you know how many desires be? Even if you just say we have one each, that's 7.8 billion desire on a planet that's finite. And we all should accomplish what we need to accomplish just so our mind can calm down. If you have a dream... And you have not yet accomplished that dream, that desire is still going to haunt you until you accomplish that dream. Can you imagine that if you're like laying in a situation where you're on the final stages and you didn't accomplish what you want in this world? Can you imagine just lying there and feeling what that is or you sitting at home and you think it's the end of the world and you haven't gotten any closer to what you feel you want to do and how you feel inside? Man, that does a lot to you. And we're constantly striving for those things. We're constantly trying to validate ourselves with everything that's external. 
what we see is beautiful, ladies and gentlemen. Don't I don't want to ever take it away because I've had my share of beautiful things. But I also realized that even though I accumulated those things, when a year or two go by, I no longer have a desire for them. I had the impulse at that moment. But once time has settled in and I've gone past that, then I realized that that no longer appeals to me. Appeals to me. So next I look for another thing that would I could purchase or have around me that would take care of all of that. But what I learned also, too, is you have to find a quiet place to allow your mind to help organize the thoughts that you have, to help you master the thoughts that you have, or to even just bring you closer to the realization that maybe all of these things aren't what life is meant to be. We just got to make sure that we're able to find quiet time. That means like even if you're in your car and you got to drive 40 minutes to work, don't turn on the radio. Don't answer the phone. Don't try to send a text because you're not supposed to text and drive anyway, right? <laughs> but don't do any of that. Just turn off everything and then just drive and just watch the world. Or when you get home and everybody's calm, just sit up an hour and don't watch anything. Don't pick up your phone. And just allow your mind to have that space that it needs. And, you know, you could do it once a week or you could do it once a day. Because Deepak Chopra said you can sit down and see if you can go seven days without uttering a word. Now, that might take that might be very challenging, right? But just try to go one hour without uttering a word, without reading a book, without listening to music, without having the television on. Just allow your mind the time to run free, to get organized, and then you can see what's inside of you by watching those thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a joy to talk to you on this particular episode about finding quiet time. That I think that just for you to do it 10 minutes a day would be amazing. If you can stretch it out, then that would be even better. And in conclusion, my call to action for you today is try it. Try to shut down everything for an hour. And even though it might be trying, just shut down everything and see, can you go for an hour without uttering a word, without reading anything, without listening to anything, and just allow that inner you to work its magic to bring clarity to your world. Ladies and gentlemen, in closing, I just want you to know that This podcast is about writing, but I try to involve everything that I think you would need, the tools and resources to make your life strong and better. Like I said, I've been writing for over two decades. I've published 10 books and I got six more on the wing that I got to work on to bring it to the world so they can see what I've been blessed to have accomplished over my lifetime. I would love for you to go to Amazon and Type my name up, Leroy Fleming, and see what you can, you can see my body of work in my two series, which is a total of 10 books. And you can start at the beginning with the Time Lightning series and follow your way through. You will not regret it. I think there'll be a piece in every book that you can identify with, you can like it and love. And also, I'm on Spotify. I just got to make sure I keep mentioning that because I'm just so excited to be on Anchor and Spotify. Hopefully it can grow to more platforms, but right now these are the two that I know of. And I would love for you to take a moment to try to listen to my previous podcast, the first five seasons, and to see how far I've grown. And to see when you listen to them, to see have you managed to grow as well. 
that's the whole goal to jump on these podcasts, say what, say what we need to say, and hopefully you grow with us each and every day. Ladies and gentlemen, in closing, I'm going to leave you with three quotes, one by Dr. Hill, one by Antonio T. Smith Jr., and one that I created. Dr. Hill says, if the mind can conceive it and believe it, then the mind can achieve it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you go looking for that quiet time, if you're trying to find that quiet place, you can do that. If you put your mind to it, if you can't conceive it and believe it, then you can't achieve it. And once you do that, maybe you can want to do it once a week, one hour, pick a day to do that. And if you can do that, then you'll be made better for it. Antonio T. Smith Jr. says you can't plant better, you can't dominate. If you just plant the seed of looking for calmness one hour a week where you don't pick up the phone, where you don't watch television, where you don't listen to the radio and you don't read anything, you'll be planting some positive seeds and you'll be creating space in your mind for more things to come through that'll be fruitful for you to chase your dream and goal. And maybe you get an amazing idea, have an epiphany on how to open up that business, how to get out and be that motivational speaker, how to be a better worker at work how to be a better person if you're trying to be a spiritual leader you'll get that space for that as well and the last one is life does not require less from you life does not require more from you life only requires that you maximize your 24 hours and in doing so you can accomplish anything that you desire and this particular quote that I'm using now is just for you to find a quiet time to see yourself within yourself so that you can accomplish something for self and that you can see a greater spectrum of the world and try to live in accordance with that. Or you can go in and have that maximization to occur for you finding ideas to make your dream a reality. But whatever you do, it all depends on you. It's not an external thing that makes a decision. It's always the internal to help you, and I do that. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope that you learned a lot and I hope that I learned a lot because normally when people talk, you got to make sure that that you're learning as well, that nothing is ever absolute. There's always room for flexibility. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to have an amazing day, but most important, I want you to live an extraordinary life. Until we meet the next time, peace.